Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to another edition of the Warrior U Podcast with your hosts, Bram Conley, Reese Dewar, and Coach Louise Benoit. These podcasts seek to provide you with ongoing motivation towards your goals. We will explore topics around nutrition, physical preparation, and motivation, as well as discussing what to expect from life in the military. For more information on today's podcast, be sure to visit the show notes, and don't forget the Mentors for Military podcast, too. Drop in and have a listen. Hey everyone, it's Bram Connolly here, the founder and CEO of Warrior U. And I hope that you're all well. And today I had the sincere pleasure of talking to Mark Barron, the owner of the Coffee Baron in Adelaide. What I really enjoyed about recording this podcast was how passionate he is about coffee. It's evident that it gets him up in the morning and he enjoys being the benchmark that others try to emulate in their own journeys. I hope that you get that same inspiration from something and hopefully that is from wanting to join the Defence Force, which after all is why you're probably listening to this podcast. I think that the lesson that Mark showed me today is be passionate about something and then try and understand every fine detail about that thing that it is you're passionate about. Be an expert in it Um, and then it'll get you up in the morning. It's brilliant. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks, guys. So we're at the Coffee Baron which is named after you guys. Absolutely. Which is a good, good play on words. How long have you guys been here? Uh, so this site, we've been here seven years and we're over the road for three years, so all up 10 years as a cafe. And, and we're on, what road is this again? Main, Main North Road. Main North Road in Adelaide. Yep. And you guys are the best coffee shop in Adelaide, right? We aim to police. <laughs> I'm yeah. not a great one on self-promotion. No, nah, um, fair enough. So, you know, I like... like the punters be the judge. I was told. Uh, I was told today to ask you that by someone who loves coffee and thinks you guys are the best. It was interesting, actually. I put something on Facebook a while ago about here, and it was just a photo of uh, a latte that you guys made, which was sort of a bit darker than this one, actually. Yep. And I was amazed at how many people in Adelaide jumped on that Instagram post and we're like, yeah, the Coffee Baron's really good. You should also try this place and that place and this place, which made me realise that people who drink coffee don't have any loyalty. <laughs> no, I suppose I'm a bit like that, and this is probably why the cafe is here. Yeah. Um, so every week we would we change our coffee. So today's this is the first time we're using this Colombian. It's a brand new Colombian yeah, right. we got coming in. I was I don't want to drink the same thing every day. Yeah. So yeah. so the coffee 
changes. Absolutely. Yeah, right. So seasonally, um, so I like to buy micro lots. So what that means is that we buy, there might be only three or four bags in the world of that coffee. Yeah. Um, we jump on that pretty quickly. Yeah. And then we bring it to Adelaide, Sleepy Adelaide, um, yeah. and try and bring in world-class coffees yeah. um, every day. And not, a lot of people drink their coffee yeah. and don't realise that there's probably the only people that week who have that coffee yeah. from that farm is that's, that's, that's the only coffee they're going to get. Why do, we, why do we like coffee so much? Why do Australians now like coffee so much? Are we like up there, rank up there in the world of coffee drinkers or not? I think Australia is um, quite high, third or maybe fourth, I can't yeah, right. remember. It depends on when the last study was done. Its primary is Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Brisbane sort of scenario. And that's just population, I would Yeah, assume. I would say so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's probably, there's a mini explosion of coffee roasters out there now. So yeah. uh, I think it's going to be... The new winery, you know how a few right. years ago everybody was getting a boutique winery, half an acre worth of grapes and, and doing what they wanted to do. Yeah. So everybody wants to put their own spin on everything, you know, make yeah. it their own, um, which is amazing. That's what obviously I did and yeah. I can't stop people doing that either. But again, it's all about, you know, there's only X amount of brokers and they only bring in the same sort of coffee. So sometimes we're competing the same coffee so what we're finding we have to do now is that we're ordering coffee for next year yeah on valuation of whether you know how the farm's going obviously the coffees we've already tried because it hasn't grown yet so do you do you go out yourself to the to farms all over the world or what's um, the what's no the... no i wish we we're in a position to do that yeah it's on the bucket list so to speak yeah. at the moment we do a lot of we spend a lot of time with our brokers so the Colombian that we're drinking today... Which is from, good, by the way. Yeah, which is from CoffeeNet. So the gentleman's name is Carlos. His dad owns a third-generation farm in Colombia. Right. So now all the he goes out and pays more for his beans to pick less. So he's only picking riper beans and giving us a better quality coffee than we've ever got from Colombia before. Yeah. And, I mean, Colombia is well-known for a couple of things. Coffee yeah. and, and headphones. Headphones, absolutely. So if you're going to go to Colombia, you're going to bring back probably coffee, right? <laughs> yeah, you would hope so. <laughs> absolutely. So you get you get the coffee from the supplier when it's green still, obviously. Yeah. You know. Yep. Green. I don't understand what's going on here. We're going to work, work through the process. You get it as it's green. You bring it in, and then what's the process to, to roasting it? What do you what, what do you do? I guess I guess there's a there's a few different stages that we run, run it through. The first one is what we call initial ramp. Um, so that's getting the bean ready to take on a lot of heat. So, you know, obviously the bean's got a moisture content that we have to worry about. If you cook it too fast and you don't go, like cooking anything, you can cook the outside before you cook the inside. Mm. So we need to get heat in the centre of the bean. Mm. And then we're looking at the mallard or the, the sweetness producing the, developing the sugars inside the coffee. I always say to people, you know, should, you know if you ever made toffee at home, mm. you know, the darker you take it, the more bitter it gets. Exactly the same with coffee. Is that so, right? you know, you're a bit. The, darky take your coffee yeah. the more bitter it's going to become yeah. so we don't like it that bitter yeah. um, so we we found our little niche that we like to live and that's where we live so then we uh, we take it along to the, what's called the first crack or the first roast so that's when the actual the bean has become the outside of the bean has become structurally mm. and the gases inside are still expanding because we you know you cook anything with oil and you can get a CO2 gas off um, and that's actually cracking the structure of the bean mm. and then after that we probably it's about you know two to three minutes development time what we, we talk about development time and that's just rounding out the flavors rounding yeah. out the profile the shorter that is the more acidic it is the longer it is the more mellow it is um, so it's very important that we get that so you then sell it 
roasted whole rather than you don't then grind it here, do you? Or do you? No, no, no. The only time we do grind for customers, so if you came in and said, look, I want a bag of ground coffee, we'll grind it for you on demand. Mm. I'm a firm believer that ground coffee lasts for three minutes. Um, So... I think, I think flavour will deteriorate after three minutes. Is that right? Um, so if I, if I ground some coffee for you an hour ago yeah. and then I had the same coffee on the grinder and ground one straight away from you and made it's two different. different coffees, you'll be, be able to pick the difference easily. Hence enough. the reason why people have grinders at home when they're serious about coffee and they just Absolutely. grind it and then put it straight in their coffee machine. Never yeah. thought of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, we... Because, um, I mean, I've got, I've got a tub of coffee and I quite like that Lavazza, I've got to say. I know it's a little bit, you know, anyway, tongue-in-cheek, but... Um, but, I, you know, I get that out of the vacuum-sealed bag, put it put it in a tub, and that goes in the fridge. And then I put it in the coffee machine, and I guess I guess it's sacrilege, isn't it? Yeah, oh, look, fridge is not a good place for coffee mm. at all. Depends on your climate, of course. If you live somewhere that it's stinking hot every day mm. um, and inside your house is over the, you know, 28, 30 degrees, then absolutely stick it somewhere cooler. Mm. But, you know, you've, we've all tasted what I call fridge water, you know, mm. when the water's been in the fridge for too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, coffee will take on any flavour. If you stick it, a piece of salami next to a mm. bag of coffee, it will taste salami like coffee. salami coffee. Sweet, it's very Italian. Absolutely. Well, nice. you think um, most most places will grind coffee and put it in the fridge to take odours out. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, yeah, of course. That makes sense. If I set up a whole heap of different coffees in front of you, could you, like a wine tasting, tell the difference between each coffee? Someone with your As in region, some, someone with your background now. Like if I, you know, yeah, region and does that exist or does that not exist? Um, or would you have to have an inkling of where it was from? If I could see the whole bean first, I think I could tell a lot more about the whole bean. There is some coffee. Like I still get tricked now. Like we put a coffee on and say, "Is that from? Is that an Ethiopian?" And they say, "No, nah, it's from." Columbia go crazy, you know, and they have a look at it. And it used to be a lot easier because the processing were very different from different places in the world. But now everybody seems to be doing, it's very streamlined now with the yeah, processing. Right. So everybody's kind of doing the same sort of thing. Yeah. And it's the, where the exciting pace is in coffee is coming is from the processing, not necessarily yeah. um, from us. Like we just developing what we get. There is a coffee cupping competition. And I came, I think it was third in it. Um, first time I ever did it. That's um, all right. That's only the second loser. So that's not bad. Yeah, second loser. And it was literally drinking 15 coffees yeah. and then picking the old one out. Oh, God, this sounds like heaven to me. When can I get in this competition? <laughs> Anytime you want. We'll do it all the time. <laughs> 15 um, coffees, I'm there. So I also have a 50% chance of getting right. Yeah. And so the whole um, sustainability around coffee thing, I don't know if that, you know, what that how, what that makes you feel or what, what you know, that invokes in you, but... Sustainable practices and Timor, Timor, and their coffee industry, or this, that, and the other—is it—is it all garbage, or is it real, or what is the? I mean, does, are people even caring about that anymore? I mean, it's Look, a big thing, it's, right? it's still very big. It's still big for us. So basically, we buy what we call specialty coffee. Um, so what specialty coffee is? It needs to score 80, over eighty-five points. It needs to be have it x amount of defects, and it's supposed to be traceable and sustainable. Right. That's what specialty coffee is. So we think we're buying that straight away. I have chased down a few coffees to find out where they come from, find out who the farmers are and all that sort and of their, scenario. their practices make sure they're reputable. And, yeah, um, so it's pretty hard, like, depending on where in the world you are, if you go to Ethiopia, I'll say you've got zero chance of knowing where the coffee comes from. Really? It's just because the government rules the roost over there, so they'll get your coffee in. Like, we'll, a, co- like a co-op sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. They'll yeah. go get a coffee in, they'll go. They, they'll taste it and go, that tastes like a yoga chip, even comes from Limu. And they send it to, you know, put it oh, in right. a Yugoshif bag. It's big so, money for them, for the government. 
Yeah, well, they don't want to have any coffee not going to waste. They yeah, want right. everything to go out, be sellable, and they're trying to look after their farmers. Yeah. Here's, here's a question for you. I take coffee as a pre-workout. In fact, I take coffee instead of water, usually. But I take coffee instead of a pre-workout, which is good, you know. It sort of gives me a pep up and get the workout done. And, you know, I take it, when I have it as a pre-workout, I just have a black coffee. You know, a shot of coffee, an espresso. And then I saw this, what I think is garbage, the other day, some company saying they make the strongest coffee as a pre-workout coffee that I've, you know, that you'll ever see. Now, to me, you could only get it so strong, right? Because otherwise it's going to go bitter, as you said before. Yeah. So it's not like they can make this super strong coffee. All they're doing is they're either adding something to it or they're just doing some really good marketing. You ready? Yeah. And go. <laughs> yep. Look, we, 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 we've been approached about making that the strongest coffee we possibly can, and there is a little gains in roasting a little bit darker. You get a, you'll generate every flavour out of that bean completely. Yeah. But I would believe that you actually scorch the sugars, and the thing is why we enjoy the coffee. So, yes, it becomes very bitter, and you might yeah. get a little bit more percentage. Um, what I suggested to these people was that if we want to do that, I'll have a look at certain regions. So see if certain regions grow coffee with a higher percentage. Right. And what uh, would that be? Alkaline in the soil or something? It makes it... Yeah. Well, they don't know. Yeah, the typical, like uh, what sort of plant it comes from. Yeah, right. Um, so, you know, uh, like yellow berms are normally a, a softer mm. caffeine than, than something a bit... Um, the caliber. So uh, I was happy to roast it and send it to a thing and mm. say, all right, this is the strongest coffee that we can deliver. Yeah. Um, but to say it's twice as strong as any other coffee. Ridiculous. It's, yeah, I don't know how they you're get not, that. You're not like on record. You, can, you, don't need to, you don't need to go yeah, on record here and say it. You can, <laughs> the Robusta bean has got more caffeine than yeah. the Arabica bean. Yeah. And we only do in specialty coffee, which is only, yeah. which is only Arabica at the moment. Like we've never ever had a, a Robusta score that highly yeah. to be considered a um, specialty coffee. So I think yeah. if you're going for something that, for that caffeine hit. Just have an espresso. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I agree. Have, Save yourself some money and have a good espresso from somewhere. Um, what about the cold cold press? That seems to be a bit of a rage at the moment with people. Cold brewing? Yeah, yeah. Where, they, where they do a drip, drip sort so, of. So generally speaking, that's got more caffeine than a normal espresso. Right. Um, because you've got more seepage. So we normally, when we make the cold brew, we normally make it 24 hours seeping in a bit of water. Yeah. So it's completely saturated. So you'll get more extraction out of the bean. So it's all about extraction. So instead of 24 hours, you know, when you go from an espresso, you, they're normally extracted at 30 seconds. Yeah. So, you know, yes, you're getting more intensity of the flavour because you're doing it under pressure where mm. a normal one's kind of like a tea bag in a yeah. bottle of water. I, I had one from here once, one of, your, one of your cold brew ones in a yep. glass bottle. And I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Yeah. It didn't taste uh, bitter at all. It was quite good and I noticed there wasn't any sugar or anything in it. it was just, no, absolutely yeah. not. No. no, it was really good. Yeah, yeah so a little bit of roast, the roast profile of that. So we don't, there's a couple of roasts that we do. So we do an espresso roast obviously for espresso machines yeah. and we do a filter for that sort of process mm. for the softer, high temperatures. So the lighter the coffee, the, just the, the yeah. hotter the water needs to be. Right. So what's the future of coffee? Where's it going to go? Um, well, we, Where do you want we, it to go? We kind of hinge you know, our future on that. Um, so we're, we're looking at the industry all the time. We're looking at where the, the trends are. So we always try to follow trends. I would think it's going to go more of more roasters around doing their own little thing, like mm. a lot more cellar doors, which is, which is amazing. I haven't got a problem with that at all. Mm. What I wanted this coffee to be, I'd like to see it more sustainable. Yep. 
and I like to have a more of a co-op. So, you know, if I had something amazing, I can say, hey, look, I've got this. You want to try it? To yeah. another roaster, compare. Or even if we had the same coffee to try and say, hey, look, we're doing this, you're doing that. You know, let's try and find out how to bring our coffee culture up a bit. Yeah. So I think as a state, as South Australia, we should be working together to try and get our coffee quality control mm. at a higher level mm. so we can compete against mm. places that seem to be better places as mm. Victoria and, and Sydney sometimes. The, the Premier of South Australia said a while ago, we're not going to get rich all selling each other lattes. But um, I think he's missing the point with coffee culture in South Australia because from what I've seen, um, you know, it's more, it's more than just selling someone a cold brew or a coffee in the morning, isn't it? It's, like, it's almost like, become like a way of life for a lot of people now. They have their coffee in the morning. They discuss things over coffee. They'd, and in here, they, they come in here and they're buying bags. Like I've seen bags of coffee go out the door here. So they're, they're coming here and they're getting something. You know, some people are travelling, aren't they, to come and get coffee specifically from you. Absolutely. It's an industry. It's a big it industry. Is. It is. I was talking to my parents, actually, about their upbringing from England because they're English, yeah. um, and their whole culture, like, if you want to go out, you go to the pub, mm. you know, and I don't think we've got that culture quite here in Adelaide or in Australia. It's, but I feel like we're that kind of the new bartender mm. we come, mm. um, like, we've got two baristas and met their wives here. Mm. Um, you know, so it's got that kind of banter. We can have that sort of friendship with, with all our clients. Mm. We're not, I like to think we're not pretentious here. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of places you do, you get that pretentious. But I think definitely a family focus is, is what mm. we aim for. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I think it is a culture. Mm. Yeah. Like no, without, you, without yeah. our core of amazing um, locals and, and uh loyal customers yeah, you know, we will yeah. be nothing yeah so they're the foundation and then you've got people like me who live out of the area and I come here because I know the coffee's good so I, you know, I drive out of the area come here a couple of times a month and grab a coffee um, thanks yeah no no worries <laughs> but no I think it, you know and you're right and the setting in here is really nice and it, it does that they do coffee shops have changed haven't they from like 10 years ago when they were just like you'd come in and get a bloody I don't know curried egg sandwich in a bloody Nescafe or whatever they were cooking yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But, uh, you know, whatever they're making at the spot. And now you come in and, you know, like I, I was in here one day doing some work actually. I was I, I sat up on the bench there doing some editing on a book I was writing and um, your barista came out. Uh, I'm going to get him in the shit here. Your barista came out with three different samples of coffee for one of his mates. Okay. And he was like, uh, here, try this one. You know, and here, here, try, try this one. And then he was explaining to, him, to this guy the difference between the, the three lots of coffee that he was trying. And I thought that was pretty interesting because that's something you would have seen, you're right, you know, 10 years ago over beer or 10 years ago over wine or something like that. But now, we, you know, we take it pretty seriously. Yeah. Yeah. No, we do. Um, and you need to, I always say that you got to jump in both feet. You know, you, you can't not do that. We're at a point where when we're roasting a, a, a new coffee and we want to test it and try it, maybe like the gentleman was doing, that like Bruce was doing, yeah, we get excited and like, you know, if we know a customer, we say, hey, you know, you know, if they're waiting for their takeaway and we've got a spare shot, we'll throw them a spare shot, say, try yeah, this plum in yeah. or try this, yeah. you know, Nicaragan. Like, we get excited about it as well. Yeah. Um, and a way, how, how, how do you encourage excitement is you give them a taste. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, get the bristles on bowl. So most of our bristles, we try and give them a, a new role. Um, yeah. So our... 
our some of our baristas are learning how to roast coffee. So they're excited about it. So yeah. when, the, when they get it, they go home, talk about it, yeah. talk about customers, they roasted this coffee, try it. Yeah. You know, no, he, knew, that, he knew what he was talking about for Absolutely, sure. I yeah. sat there listening to him for, you know, 10 minutes. It was good. Yeah, very good. And so you, with with regards to the, what's going on at the back there, you don't just sell to, you know, the general public, do you? You also sell to other coffee places. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, I think the last count we got 28 wholesale clients that we use. That's awesome, um, yeah. So we try and do little things differently. Again, um, just our little you know, nicks and whatever we have. Um, but, you know, we try and focus on people's quality. Um, so when they come to us, you know, if they ask for umbrellas and marketing and that sort of things, we, we, we don't do that. Yeah. Um, not because we don't want to. We just don't feel like there's a need there. We think like our name can... can Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Not going, like name, not going to name any companies, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we look, we, we try and do that. Um, so, we put all our focus and money into our coffee. Yeah. Um, so, we look at our quality coffee, as I said to you before, is buying current crops. Yeah. Um, so, none of our green is over a year old. So, we just try and make sure that's in. And then we bring it to them and say, hey, look, this is what we got to offer. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, some of our best clients would um, happily swap their coffee monthly. So, again, they're going through the same process that we go through where wow. we just change it up. Do you tell your clients that you're changing the coffee? Yeah, we write it on the board every day. That's awesome. Yeah. So, we've got a board up there. Most places that we do that, too, do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And they're pretty proud to, sh- yeah. to go and change it up. Yeah, cool. And how many kilograms? I know you said to me before, before we were recording, how many kilograms do you put, put through there, through the back there? Between 450 to 600 kilos a week. Bloody hell. That is a lot of roasting going on out there. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, I'm working them pretty hard on a 10 kilo roaster. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And what about the, you, so you service machines as well, don't you? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I love tinkering yeah. and playing around with the mechanical sort of stuff. So we always have got machines that we're working on or re- refurbishing or, or fixing up clients' machines that we sold to them in the first place. Yeah, right. And grinders by the look of it too. Yeah. A million grinders. Yeah. May have to get a grinder after this. So, Mark... We're at a dinner party and you suddenly had this idea for a great story, coffee story that you've got. Tell, what's, this, what's the story? What's the dinner party story that you tell when you're talking about coffee? It would, it would have to be about a coffee that we just bought or something I'm excited about, mm. you know, um, depending what it is. Um, there's some coffees. One of my favourite coffees of all time have been what's called Geishas, mm. um, and that's like a heirloom coffee. Right. Normally they're pretty hard to get. They probably normally score over 90 points. They're probably about 130 bucks a kilo green, but they're simply amazing. And like if I was going to a dinner party, I would normally bring a plunger and some of that coffee. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people expect you to have a. They come to my house and expect to have a, a latte or a, mm. a short black. But nine times a ten, I will give them a, a filter coffee of some sort. Is that right? Because um, I think that gives you a better understanding of quality in coffee. Yeah, right. You're not getting extraction process that's taking out the coffee. Yeah. So yeah, 
that's probably what I was talking about. Is that my favourite bean at this particular time. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, or if I had a new piece of machinery, I like to update machinery quite often. Mm. Uh, I like to give my baristas the best. I know uh, your accountant's sitting not very far from us right now, so yeah. I'm wondering what she thinks of that. Yeah, well, anyway. I, keep, I keep saying it's, it's a good time to buy some new machinery now before the end of the year, but there you go. We'll, we'll see how we go. Stock take sales, here we come. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, that's a good answer. So one of the other questions I want to ask you, there was a rumour going around in the early 2000s that one of the best coffees in the world you could get, the, the, the beans had been eaten by a cat. Civic cat. You know what I'm talking about there? Yeah, absolutely. What the hell is all that shit about? Surely this isn't true. It does happen. There's also bear and monkey poo as well. Oh, my God. Um, wrong with people. I haven't tried that yet. I have tried Civic Cat stuff. So what's supposed to happen is I that... Am, I am trying not to piss myself laughing here. So the cat's supposed to only pick the rare, the, like the best beans. So, like, you know, mm. if you went to pick an apple, would you take the, the worst apple or the best-looking apple? You'd take the best one. Yeah, right. So they only pick the best fruit. Right. And they eat it, they go through the system and, you know, it comes out as in you expect to and see. And you've tried this? Yeah, absolutely. So it's real? Yeah, I've roasted some. Um, oh, my God. Do you really want to be saying this on... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so when are, we going to have, when, when are we going to have that? No, I won't. Because I mean, I'll, I'll, you know... I won't. Oh, look, I, I... I'll take you to Japan, we'll have whale. No, And then we'll so come back here and have... Civic. Civic cat. <laughs> I reckon got a piece somewhere. If you... I mean, for the price per kilo, if you look at that and you look at the geisha coffee I just spoke about... Mm. That doesn't even get on the table. Right. Like, it's not, in my opinion, what I'll class as an amazing coffee, and it's my opinion. Mm. I find every time I've had it, it's been roasted very, very dark, and, I, and I've heard stories about they have to roast at that level to get rid of any weirdness in the bean, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, right, yeah. So you taste, you know, like I always say to people, if you're, you know, if you're eating a steak, you're spending 50 bucks on a, on a Wagyu steak, and then you... Cook it so much that you burn it so you can taste the barbecue and not mm. the meat. So mm. Mm. when we say we talk about a coffee, you'll be able to taste in the bean, not the roaster. Mm. So, yeah, and all I can yeah. taste is an ashtray, so to speak, yeah. with yeah. the coffee. We went to Bali, re Bali recently and they, yeah. we went on a touristy yeah. tour. They took us to his place. We saw the poor cat in a little cage fed these green beans, which they should be fed green. They should only eat the ripe beans. Yeah. Um, so, you look, you know, I probably wouldn't use the coffee just because of how the animals are kept. Yeah. Um, but it's a real thing. Fed. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's a farm. It literally really? is a farm. Jeez. So they've got farms of these places that that's what yeah. they eat. Yeah. 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 Hopefully they're all looked after, but I can't really say. Yeah, So yeah. out of principle, I won't. Yeah. No, good answer. Yeah. You, you would be terrible to go on holidays with and have coffee, I reckon. Do you, like you would be, it's like me watching a movie with a gunfight in it. I'd probably be the best person to go away because I have my own coffee with me. Ah, yes. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, that's good. What's the plans for you guys in the future? Are you going to build another coffee baron somewhere else, another state? Are you going to go into a hotel business and start doing coffees? Are you going to... What's the go? We're just always looking for the, the same like-to-like -like people. So yeah. we're looking at people who are passionate about what they do, mm. how they do it. Um, and they only want to do the best mm. of what they possibly can do. So that's the people that we go to bed with. Yeah. I guess we're a little bit different where I don't want to supply all of Adelaide. Mm. I have one cafe on Only Road that would sell my coffee and I yeah. won't, you know, and then I'll get, and what happens generally is the people across the road say, oh, I want your coffee. Mm. And I say, where are you? And they go across the road and I said, no. Nah. Yeah, right. So we have that exclusivity. 
currently, um, we've never ever gone to a cafe and said, can you use my products? Yeah. Every customer's come to us. Yeah. Um, and said, look, we like your coffee. Can that's we cool. use it? So that's the kind of thing we like. We have been talking about promoting ourselves a lot more than we currently do mm. to grow our business. So, you know, we're looking at all our structures that we have in place at the moment. Mm. You know, the same token, we're looking at our capacity we can roast mm. and we're making sure that we can service all our clients so that, mm. like, you know, because we don't want to necessarily give everybody the same coffee. Yeah. So generally speaking, now we have one coffee that we have as a blend mm. and we do 200 kilos of that a week. And then we have single origins that we sell to, to bigger places that we yeah. want something different. So it's all that exclusivity for me. Good. Yeah, and that's what... That's what will keep people coming back and keep you honest with your, see yourself as well, yeah, I guess, absolutely. with the coffee. There's a photo that I put on Instagram a while ago. If you haven't worked out already, I'm pretty pretty keen on Instagram. It's good, it's good for me to sell books and other stuff. Right. But um, there's a photo I put on there a while ago, which got, oh, I don't know, it must have got 800 likes or maybe 1,000 likes, which is a lot, for, a lot for me. And it was all it was was me in Afghanistan sitting there in a puff jacket because it was freezing cold and I'd been carrying around a sachet of uh, Nescafe in my body armour and I had a I'd found a plastic water bottle which I'd cut the top off of someone else had a jet boil so they could boil some water and um, and I made a coffee early one morning yeah but honestly to this day best coffee I've ever had in my life right because before that we are all getting shot at all night yeah. carnage everywhere and then I got up in the morning watched the sunrise it was freezing and I had a coffee but my question to you is this as a coffee professional if you had the option between drinking an Cafe or a homeless man's urine which one of those two would you take he's healthy is he's it, not is, sick is it the first one in the morning yeah it's the first one in the morning <laughs> so it's either an Cafe, blend oh. 43 because we know you can't get more than 44 beans into a cup Absolutely not. Or body temperature, warm, you're on. I would say it would have to be the coffee. You go the coffee, yeah. even though it's blend 43? Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair call. I was the same. I had the option. I went the 43. <laughs> yeah, good. No worries. It was, a bit, it was a bit harder than I expected, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you need, you, know, you need to really weigh up the pros and cons of that. I was going to ask you about decaf, how they make decaf. It's a chemical process, isn't it? No. Is it not? There is a chemical process. Yeah. But we use a chemical-free process. What do they do? They strip, how they strip the caffeine out of the bean, or basically, yeah, they put it in water soluble. Yeah. Charge the water positively, hang it is, and then they run it through filters with negative, and that pulls caffeine out. Yeah, right. It's 0.9, 99.99 percent. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know they did that. I hate decaf. It's like I don't know. I would say it's that. like it's like it's like sleeping with a hooker that just wants to cuddle. So we did uh, cupping channel coffees to see what we're gonna buy and people pick decaf as their favourite. As their favourites? Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Why is that? Flavour. It just tastes it better. It's processed, you so say it's processed more, so you don't you don't have that um, so everything's been mellowed out a little bit so you don't have any harshness or any defects. Yeah. That's all been gone, you know. So yeah. you get like, you know, I'll get a Yurgachev, that's one of my favourite coffees, a very small, well-grown bean, right. um, not in farms necessarily, like just in big hillsides. Yeah, okay. um, so they go pick all these beans and like you get heaps of defects in them. So well, what we did once is that we got, so one of my all-time favourite coffees is a hurrah, um, as a bold grain, so we took for our, was that a third birthday? First birthday that we picked all the defects out of them. 
So yeah, so many kilos, we picked only the best beans that we could find, like put them on a table. It took us about three days to do it, me and a couple of baristas. So we picked it out. So we got 10 kilos out of that 70 kilo bag that we thought was perfect. Yeah. Then we roasted it, then we repicked it. Yeah. Um, some of the best coffee I had in my life. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. But out of that 70 that kilos, it was only, it was like four days of labor and. Is that right? Yeah. So it's only as, it's, coffee's as good as the time you spend People, yeah. people, and time that you spend to create it. It's there is no. It's like a chain of anything, you know. Yeah. There is no stop and start. Like you know, you're only as good as the last step. Yeah. You know, if we buy crap, it's, it doesn't matter what we're going to do. It's going to be crap. And how many how many coffees do you have a day? How many is too many? Is it such I was a thing? in shorts. I reckon I've had and eight this morning. You something the other day about too much coffee. I reckon. I reckon I, reckon I have. Probably in shots, not because most of the lattes I have would be a double shot with that. Yep. Yeah, probably about eight in total a day, eight to twelve. You probably didn't have any coffee till ten. Well, yeah. No, until I got here. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't think I need coffee to get up in the morning. Do you know I can I can have a coffee half an hour before bed and go to sleep perfect. What is that? It's like my, I can't. I mean, there's, there is days where I'm wide awake, but it's very, very rare. So this, this, this the only time I really had a coffee hangover is one after. That's a thing? Hey? That's a thing? What? Coffee hangover is a thing? Yeah. Well, the, well you can't sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a, a product that we get after roasting. It's called the Silver Husk. Like it's the outside of the bean comes off. Yeah. It's very flaky. smells like tobacco. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> it used to be on my old roaster, used to have some that falls down on the front plate. He yeah. used to smolder. Yeah. He used to look around and try and find out who's smoking in my cafe. Yeah, right. The smoker. Yeah, yeah. So I went, what? So I went and got, yeah, I don't smoke. Yeah. I went to supermarket, got some yeah. rollies and shit. Yeah. And, Tried it. Yeah, bum puffed the crap out of it. Yeah. Um, and it was probably the biggest coffee rush I had in my life. Jesus. It's crazy. Like, you know, I literally could, it tasted horrible. Yeah. Like, very strawy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I couldn't sleep that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole market there for that. Could be. Could be. Coffee, coffee, cigarettes. Is that a thing? Not yet. Could be. There you go, Mark. Yeah, very good. I don't want, I don't want killing them. No, no. What if it kills them? Yeah, it's good. Bloody good operation going out there. That's the, that's the guy there that was, that was trying the coffee with one of his mates. Okay, and he was yeah. like, he knew what he was talking about. No, yeah. yeah. And the other guy was super excited about it. Yeah. Like, Sending text to his friends and stuff about it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty funny. Well, that's that's yeah. a big difference. Like, we used to do a lot of that. Um, and what I find is that we don't, sometimes when we're busy, we don't have time to do that anymore. Yeah. Like our old customer service. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we lose because, you know, we're just trying to keep people happy. Yeah, I mean, if you had someone walking around in here with just little shots of coffee going, hey, do you want to try this? This is from here. I reckon half the people would probably go, yeah, I'll have a try of that. Come in Wednesday, yeah. I do that every Wednesday. That's cool. So it's my shift at the moment. Yeah. So I reckon I went, we normally only go through one and a half vats of what we call batch brew, which is yeah. filtered coffee. Yeah, yeah. And I ran around, I reckon we made twice that much because I kept going and giving it away. I've got a, I've got a DeLonghi coffee machine and it's, you know, I was thinking about it the other day because it's one of those cheap ones you get from the good guys and you put the coffee in it. Just, mm. But... I mean, they, they must have some quality control in them for the temperature of the water and everything. They're normally 88 degrees. That's probably what at Lavazza. Right, yeah. Because so it's, it's roasted set. really dark and because the machine extracts so light. Yeah. 
you know, it, it doesn't come out. Like, you know, if you came here, see Mark wants some coffee and you yeah. wanted to have the expensive coffee, I said, yeah. no, don't buy it for you, don't win. Yeah. You, you won't get any joy out of it because you won't be extracting won't any flavours. Yeah. You just think I'm up. Mars will be having that Nescafe. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to get into it, get into coffee, have uh, like have a coffee machine set up and, a, and your own grinder. At home or a business? Yeah, at home. Yeah. What sort of money are you looking at paying for that? If you wanted um, to truly well, like, appreciate actually, it. That machine up there, is it a black one? Yeah. That's just, we bought two to go in. That's probably what I would suggest to people to buy. It's about 1700 bucks. I think. Jeez. Yeah, right. Um, so, but that's something that your kids will have. Yeah. Like nothing out of that machine. It's like, going to break. I got machines like that 20 years old. Jeez, really? They, they just, you fix them because they're worth fixing. Yeah. Um, where, you know, the, the, the whole, what I don't like is that the DeLongis and the... They're designed to throw out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they want it not to last that long because they, yeah. they want to sell you the new model. Yeah, and you, yeah, you're paying <coughs> so 500 bucks for it. So that's too. a heat exchanger. So that's the same sort of technology you have when we go to a cafe. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. this cafe, but any cafe. Yeah. To get that, the grinder's more important. Um, so the McGrinder I got home is what well, we got commercial. So that's a Baratza up there as well, is it? The no, coffee that's machine. Okay. What country is that made in? Spanish. Spanish, okay. Um, this is an Italian machine. Um, so what happens is you put your Porterfield on here and you tell it how many grams to put in it and Jeez. it's got a scale built into it. Yeah. Um, so the very bigger variable, the biggest variable you got when making coffee is normally the grind particle size. Yeah. Excuse me. And the um, how much you're putting in there. So, you so can, you're trying to get it the same each shot. So if you put two grams extra coffee in it, mm. it's going to be different every time. Yeah, so if right. you go two grams too much, two grams too light. Huh. You, and so you're getting you, a your scoop, shots, you're not. Your shots. So basically what we do here, we weigh coffee before we make it. That's awesome. To make sure it's that. So it's just all them little one percenters. Yeah. Yeah, I always say it's like Formula One um, yeah, things. So we're looking at the one second things to try and make them shorter. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the one percenter things. So, you know, if you right. get heaps of one percenters to make them to that, you're going to make a great coffee every so time. So from... All the way from the farm that it's bought at to the the amount of beans, what the beans look like when they come here, the how you roast them, what the technique to roasting it, to weighing it, to grinding it, to the temperature of the water, all these little one percenters is what's gonna make Absolutely. perfect coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and we got complete control mm. over that process. Mm. Where if you're a cafe, if you come to me and say, Mark, I want your coffee, we'll try and work with you as much mm. as we can. You can't but, you know, you've got those you, variables that you can't control. But I can't I won't take you on a I won't take you on as a customer if you don't love my products. Mm. You know, because you have to love what you have, you know. Yeah, Otherwise yeah. you always be looking, you're not happy, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at this thing. This machine's amazing. So that weighs it there, does it? Yeah, so it's got a built-in scale that you put it on there, you put that over, holds the water filter in. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and it goes there. So the moment the one we got home is probably about three and a half grand worth. It's twice as big. Mm. Um, well, we don't really need a grinder that size at home, so we're going to bring it in for one of our wholesale clients. Um, so we bought, I had to buy one of these for another customer, so I bought one for us as well. Mm. Um, so we got the That's variables awesome. taken away. Can you get... Can you get coffee machines these days with these built into them, the grinders, yeah, or is it not? You can, but you don't want it. Yeah. If you can imagine heat, whatever makes us kills us. So, you know, at the moment we roast coffee and you generate it heat. So light, oxygen, and heat is the coffee's worst enemies. Yeah. So you want an oxygen-free environment. So you want to keep it all as 
Yeah, you want to keep it sustainable, stable temperature. A bit like chocolate, you know. Yeah. You don't really like, you shouldn't eat chocolate out of the fridge. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Got it. Should be yeah. a room temperature sort of scenario. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks very much, Mark, for your, for the half hour odd time of talking about coffee. No worries. Um, makes it easier for next time. What what questions shall I ask the next barista coffee owner that I interview about coffee? What's something I can ask that's going to stun them? Stun them. If we're not talking about homeless people's urine. Well, I, it always surprises me that people don't know where their coffee comes from. Yeah. Um, if they use a blender, they don't want to in the blend. Yeah. It's mind-boggling that people don't know that. Mm. So we like to be very transparent. So we like to, everybody knows exactly what it is. Mm. You know, if, someone, if a roaster wants to know what's put in my blend, they can look it up easy enough. Yeah. I think it's, you know, if they want to try and steal what we've got, that's fine. Mm. You know, I like, I like to people trying to chase what we do, we're doing. So you know, I like to know how, it, you know, I would ask them how it's roasted, mm. why is it roasted at that level. Yeah. Yeah, temperature of water is the most, most important thing when it comes to coffee on the coffee machine. Yeah, right. And ask them what, when the blades were changed last on their grinder. Ah, right. Really? Yeah, absolutely. You know, your coffee is only good as the grinder. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's all about the particle size yeah. of the coffee. So if you yeah. get too many fines or too many yeah. fines and rocks, yeah. so to speak, in yeah. your coffee grinds, yeah. then it's, it's not going to extract properly. God, it's a bloody science, isn't it? That's why we love it. Yeah. All right. Mark from the Coffee Baron. Mark Barron, thanks very much for your time. Thank you very much, Brandon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.